Welcome to Russian Made Easy, where we leverage advanced techniques like pattern recognition and contextual learning to help you quickly and easily start speaking Russian. Welcome to episode number seven. Let's practice saying two new Russian words. These are two of the most common words in the language. So, repeat after the speaker. Есть. Again. Есть. If I were to sound that out using English letters, I'd spell it Y-A-Y-S-T. Есть. Listen one more time. Есть. And now try this one. Хорошо. One more time. Хорошо. It's long overdue, but let me finally talk a moment about the rolled R in Russian. If you're having trouble, try saying utter. Utter. See how your tongue bounces off the roof of your mouth? That's how a rolled R feels. So this new word, хорошо, in super slow motion would be we also have that very Russian H sound. It's almost like you're clearing your throat. I mean, as if to spit. H. I know, it's a little gross, but you do need a touch of that sound in there. H. All three vowels there are the letter O, by the way, but only the final one is stressed. This reduces the others to more of an uh sound. Try our two new words again. All right, as those seep into your subconscious, let's review the material from podcast number six. You've just been seated in a cafe and the waiter is ready for your order. Greet him and say, I'll have coffee, please. Здравствуйте. Я буду кофе, пожалуйста. How should you thank him when he brings it? Спасибо. To which he will reply, Пожалуйста. Wait, did he just say, please? Well, remember that this is the proper response when someone has thanked you. You're basically telling them, please, there's no need to thank me. Now, looking at the menu, you notice a photo of some food item that looks like pasta, and, like so many foreign foods, the word is a cognate in Russian. Listen. Pasta. So point to the picture, and with just two words, ask, Is this pasta? Это pasta? 
How will he say, yes, this is pasta? Да, это паста. So tell him, I'll have the pasta, please. Я буду пасту, пожалуйста. Did you remember to say pasta with an oo sound at the end? Remember, by ordering pasta, we're doing something to the word. And so, its ah ending has to change to oo. If you're still shaky on that, it might be worth reviewing the previous podcast, number six. But if you got it right and said pasta, honestly, you're doing great. So, do you recall those two words we started the podcast with? Есть. Хорошо. Let's see if you can figure out what they mean. Pretend I'm at my Russian friend's apartment. As he heads into the kitchen, he asks me if I want a beer. I know he usually has a big selection of beers in his fridge, so listen to our conversation. Есть Хайнекен. Да, есть. Хорошо. Я буду Хайнекен, пожалуйста. Let's try a similar example, but with soft drinks. My coworker is standing by the office fridge and asks if I want a soda. So I ask... Есть спрайт? Да, есть. Хорошо. Я буду спрайт. Пожалуйста. Do you kind of have a feel for how those two words might translate? Here's that first conversation in English. Is there Heineken? Yes, there is. Okay, I'll have a Heineken, please. So, есть translates as is there or there is, depending on if you're using it to ask a question or to make a statement. But super literally, it translates as there exists. As in, there exists Heineken? Yes, there exists. That's awkward sounding for sure, but it's important to know. What about that other word? Хорошо. Well, that can translate a number of ways, but in these examples, it's a way of agreeing. Here are some more examples. Imagine I tell my boss, I just uploaded some new clips to the media center. Can I show you? And she says, Хорошо. You want to go to the movies? Хорошо. They are agreeing. Again, the word has other uses and meanings that we'll pick up as we go along. Хорошо? Хорошо. Anyway, Let's get back into the cafe and put these words to work for us. So, you're sitting at the table, you've already exchanged greetings with your server, so let's ask, is there soup? Есть суп? Listen to his response. Да, есть борщ и есть солянка. So he said, yes, there is borscht and there is salyanka. 
Let's play it safe and order the borscht. Хорошо. Я буду борщ, пожалуйста. But if you were feeling adventurous and wanted to try a new soup, how would you say, I'll have the solyanka? Я буду солянку. Did you remember to change the a at the end of солянка to an u sound? Солянку. 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 Я буду солянку. You're having trouble finding coffee on the menu. So ask, is there coffee? Есть кофе. Again, listen to her answer. Да, есть. И есть капучино. Say, okay, I'll have the cappuccino, please. Хорошо. Я буду капучино, пожалуйста. Now here are two more easy cognates in Russian. Again, they're foods. Listen and repeat. Yogurt. Muffin. So, we say yogurt, and in Russian it's... Yogurt. With that deep oo sound, yogurt. Yogurt. And that second one is muffin. Listen one more time. Muffin. Muffin. They have a ma sound at the beginning. Muffin. And for that, envision a blueberry muffin or some other sweet muffin. Basically think cakey and not bready. So your friends have come over for breakfast, but sadly you don't have much to offer. Tell them, there's coffee, there's yogurt, and there's a muffin. Есть кофе, есть йогурт и есть маффин. And now here's your tip of the day from Russian Made Easy. So today's tip is something I gleaned from all the emails we've gotten over the years. A bit of insight, really, into human nature and what makes a successful language learner. Obviously, most of the emails we get are language questions. You know, what's the difference between gdeniboot and gdeta, that kind of thing. So we're sorting through, you know, 50 of those every day. But also, on a daily basis, we get my favorite kind of email, the success story. You know, hey, Mark, just wanted to say I did it. I finished all three of your Russian courses. And then they mention how they're using their new Russian skills and the impact it's made on their life. But this insight that I mentioned, it really comes from the other kind of email we get from time to time. These ones I find really heartbreaking because instead of detailing their success story, these people lay out the aimless wandering they went through as they attempted to learn Russian. The email that triggered this came in the day before yesterday. His name was Jeff. 
He wrote to let me know that he was signing up for my Russian accelerator course for the third time. He explained that he had signed up for the first time over eight years ago, had tried it for a week or so, but then canceled and went on to try other things. He tried Rosetta Stone, then took private lessons, but nothing seemed to be sticking. So a few years later, he signed up to Russian Accelerator a second time, gave it another week, I think he made it to lesson four, and canceled again. He's explaining all this to me in his email. He quit this time because he wanted to try apps. Oh, the apps. Babbel and Duolingo and God knows what else. Four more years of that, and then... Two days ago, he signs up for his third time. His email felt like an apology for quitting the first two times. So I wrote to him. I always write back to these kinds of emails. And I asked, eight years, Jeff. So how's your Russian? What's your level? I asked, but I knew the answer because that too is always the same. Nothing, he said. I know some words. I know a lot of words, but I can't string together a single coherent sentence. I don't understand any of the native speakers around me, and when I talk, no one seems to understand me. Ouch. That hurts to read. The tip here, the insight into what makes a successful language learner, is this. Have a plan and stick to it. Choose a serious course and stick with it to the end. Put in the time, do the work, and in eight or nine months, you're going to be conversational in Russian. Because otherwise... Skipping around from app to app and teacher to teacher, well, you can do that for eight years and never really learn a thing. Speaking of sticking with things, let's forge ahead and finish this lesson. So, you're in a cafe, let's greet our server. Здравствуйте. And he says, Добрый день. Что вы хотите? Uh-oh. Don't panic. He used a different greeting. Добрый день. And he followed with, Что вы хотите? Что вы хотите? As he pulled out a pad and pen. We haven't learned all those words, but we have encountered Что? Remember, in podcast number five, we learned to point at something and ask, What's this? Что это? Therefore, что is the Russian word for what. So when our server pulls out his pad and pen and he asks, что вы хотите? He's asking, what something something. It's a safe bet. He's asking, what do you want or what would you like? He obviously wants to know your order. So let's ask, is there soup? Есть суп. Say, yes, there is. There is borscht and salyanka. Да, есть. Есть борщ и солянка. Tell him, okay, I'll have the borscht, please, and coffee. Хорошо. Я буду борщ, пожалуйста, и кофе. Change your mind and say, no, I'll have the salyanka. 
Нет, я буду солянку. He says, солянка? Окей. Солянку? Хорошо. Tell him thanks. Спасибо. And what will he say? Пожалуйста. was kind of fun. Let's try another one. The waiter comes over, so greet him. Здравствуйте. He also uses that other greeting. Добрый день. And then he asks you, Что вы хотите? We know he's asking what something something. I don't want to officially learn this phrase yet. We'll cover it in a future episode. But for now, we're just going to assume he's asking, what do you want? Now, imagine that, although it's 11 a.m., you haven't had breakfast yet. So let's ask him, is there yogurt? Есть йогурт. And here's his reply. Uh, завтрак хотите? Ну... Есть йогурт, есть маффин, есть блины и есть кофе и капучино. That was a long one. You'll notice this happens a lot with any foreign language you learn. Native speakers never seem to use the exact phrases you've studied. Of course, why would they? The assumption by native speakers is essentially, well, He knows those words, you know, the ones he, he's using, so he must know these words, too. But don't worry, we can deal with this. Let's first listen one more time to his response. Завтрак хотите? Ну, есть йогурт, есть маффин, есть блины и есть кофе и капучино. The first four words basically are, are new to us, but then he gets to stuff we have learned. Есть йогурт, есть маффин, есть блины и есть кофе и капучино. He's saying there is yogurt, there is a muffin, there are blini. Blini are those uh, thin Russian pancakes, they're basically like crepes. And there is coffee and cappuccino. So tell him, okay, I'll have the yogurt, please, and cappuccino. Хорошо. Я буду йогурт, пожалуйста, и капучино. He reads back your order, saying, okay, yogurt and cappuccino. Хорошо. Йогурт. И капучино. Tell him thanks. Спасибо. How does he say you're welcome? Пожалуйста. If you're comfortable with this kind of exchange, you'll do great when you visit the former Soviet Union. Sure, there are tons of foods that we haven't covered, but there are also so many cognates when you're dealing with food, it's easy to get by. 
In fact, for fun, just before recording this today, I asked Natasha, one of our speakers, to name some food cognates that we haven't talked about yet. Can you recognize all of them? Omelette. Grapefruit. Banan. Gamburger. Hot dog. Spaghetti. Broccoli. And she could have kept going, so don't worry. When it comes to ordering in a restaurant, you'll do great. As always, be sure to drop by the site, RussianMadeEasy.com, and check out the video clips for this lesson. Always good to see those words in action. You do that, and I'll see you next time. This has been another episode of Russian Made Easy. To put your listening skills to the test, be sure to check out our new media center at RussianMadeEasy.com.